The future will be amazing. And that's all well and good. But what about today? You can feel the rush of a 400-horsepower Nissan Z. Or climb to new heights in the all-terrain Nissan Frontier. Light up the road in the all-electric Nissan Aria that feels like a sci-fi dream come true. The future will be great, but today is made for thrill. All you have to do is get in a Nissan and drive. 2023 Aria and Z not yet available for purchase. Expected availability is this spring for 2023 Z and this fall for 2023 Aria. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel anytime. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. All right, 86 bucks in episode eight. It's your boy Joshua City here, along with Barrow, who is laying down behind me. You can't see her right now, but we're back once again, 86boxing.com. Be sure to check that out. I'll be there. I'm the only one posting there right now. My site, do me a favor. Hit me up on at 86boxing on Instagram, Facebook stuff, Twitter. I'll be there. All right, let's jump into the weekend. Of course, I'm going to start this thing with probably what is considered the number one division in the sport of boxing, especially when it's on the heavyweight division. And what went down in that regard is Tyson Fury defended his lineal title, which is the man that beat the man that beat the man that beat the man, even though from Velt's perspective, uh, there are a number of them out there. So just to give you a little backstory for those that don't know, Tyson Fury was the lineal champion. He had pretty much the majority of the belts once he defeated Vladimir Klitschko back in 2016, I want to say it was, or may have been 2015. And after that, you know, he had the long layoff, so on and so forth, and he's made a comeback since that time. Belts have been passed around, but since he's never lost, he is still the lineal champion. And it doesn't change hands on a draw, as with titles. But that being said, he was in Las Vegas making his Las Vegas debut. He did it in a major way. Came out Apollo Creed style, living in America. Shout out to James Brown, RIP. And he was taking on Tom Swartz of Germany. Now, as we all knew, at least many of us, this was going to be a no contest in a sense. It was going to eventually be a Tyson Fury win. But that being said, Tyson Fury came out in dominant fashion. He had everything on display in this fight. He started off the first round with his movement. He didn't do a lot of punching in the first. He just wanted to show he could move around, stay behind the jab, tapped up uh, Swartz a bit. Swartz did a little swinging, nothing landing, nothing of significance anyway. And it set the tone for what was pretty much going to be a hell of a display by Fury. So fast forward, second round. Fury comes out, he starts to put a little juice on his punches, just landing combinations left and right. Schwartz was unable to defend himself, and he ultimately was dropped with a right hand straight that, well, he took a knee in this regard uh, when he took the right hand straight. He was able to recover uh, from the count. Uh, this fight was refereed by Kenny Blayless, so Schwartz, he recovered, 
Then Tyson Fury jumped right back in, hit him with a number of combinations, mixed in a couple of hooks to the body, but it was really the right hooks that did him in. And Kenny Bayless had no choice but to step in and call the fight in the second round. So it's a TKO sec, TKO, TKO two for Tyson Fury. Of course, he retains his status as the lineal heavyweight champion. He put on a brilliant display. I think that his footwork, as far as the heavyweight division, he has the best footwork, probably has the best defense. And I think that if he matches up with, uh, or when he matches up with Deontay Wilder here in the early part of 2020, he will win that matchup and he may do so in dominant fashion. We are getting to see pretty much a top caliber, I guess as prime as he can get, Tyson Fury. And I think that the trainer switch and what he's doing now is going to pay dividends for him in the future. So to be on the lookout, Tyson Fury will be a major player at heavyweight. And for my money, he is the number one heavyweight out there in the sport of boxing. Anyone else who thinks otherwise, we'll find out when he takes on Deontay Wilder once again. All right, I'll move on to probably the best card of the night. And this was the Zone broadcast live from Latvia. And it featured the World Boxing Super Series, the second version of such. As you know, we're in the, the inaugural season of the World Boxing Super Series, crowned the best super middleweight and the best cruiserweight in the world. My light's doing a little crazy thing right now. We'll see if it adds a little flair to the video, but time will tell. Uh, but anyway... In the cruiserweight semifinals, Junior Dorico started it off taking on Andrew Tabidi. We all may know Tabidi is out of the Mayweather camp or Mayweather boxing gym. Junior Dorico's, he was in the inaugural version of the World Boxing Super Series tournament at cruiserweight. He only lost to Murat Gassiev, who eventually lost to Alexander Usyk. He is from Cuba. Now, vacant IBF title was on the line, World Cruiserweight title, and the fight, it delivered in a sense. Uh, Tabidi, he looked decent early on, especially in the first round. He used a lot of movement. He was working behind his jab and such, and it took Dordicos a minute to sort of catch on to him and cut him off, and eventually Dordicos was able to do so. He was able to close the distance, and you could see gradually in the fight that Dordicos was landing the harder punches, that's how he got the name Dr. KO. He is a heavy-handed puncher, and every time he was landing to Tabidi's body, you could see it. Now, there was a lot of uh, wrestling going on. For the most part, it was uh, generated by Tabidi. He did a lot of tying up with Dordicos, understandably, given that he's one of the hardest punchers in boxing, I guess we can say. And he was eventually deducted a point uh, in the latter part of the fight. Uh, but ultimately, Dordicos continued to come on. Tabidi had moments he had let up. He, he started to not uh, throw a ton of punches. He was being outthrown by Dordicos. Um, but when Tabidi did throw, he had some moments where he would land a few things that were pretty solid. But eventually, you know, it all came crashing down. And in the 10th round, he got hit with a sharp right straight, right hook straight sort of in the mix, I guess you could say it was a right hook, right cross, uh, as Tabidi was throwing a punch, and it caught him directly on the chin, Tabidi went down, and he would not get up, the referee didn't even administer a count, 
And Dorothy Coach moves on to the finals. He was jubilated. He was joyful. He was crying because the emotions were taking over him. I'm sure this was a major moment in his life and career. And even though he fell short last year, he still proved that he is, without doubt, one of the best cruiserweights in the world. And for my money, with Alexander Usyk and Marat Gassiev now campaigning at heavyweight, this tournament will crown the best cruiserweight in the world. Um, yeah, it was just a brilliant display by Dorothy Coates, and I will be glad to see him move on. And when he does move on, he's going to take on another guy who lost in the semifinals. That's Marius Bredis. And Bredis, he fought in the main event of this car. He's actually from Latvia. He took on Christoph Govaki and or Govaski. But this was also another good, drama full, full of all types of craziness fight. Uh, and a WBO World Cruiserweight Championship was on the line. It started out as a pretty tactical first round. Neither fighter landed much, but Govaski, he had he had some good moments. Um, he was able to work in his jab and straight, but that was pretty much the majority of what went down in this uh, first round. Now the second round, and it's gonna get crazy, trust me when I tell you. Govaski came out, you know, he's a southpaw. It, it was clear that he was lunging with a bunch of his straight lefts and he was leaving himself open. He was missing a lot. And that allowed Breedis to slip in a number of short shots. Um, these would be short right hooks uh, that Breedis was landing probably some of his best, better punches of the fight. Now, it was about 30 seconds left or somewhere around 30 plus seconds left to go in the round. Um, they ended up getting tied up. That being Breedis and Govaki or Glo Glovaski, uh, whatever. But anyway, Govaski, he ended up punching Breedis in the back of the head. And in response, Breedis actually threw a short elbow that caught him directly on the chin. Now, Glovaski went down, and he was probably hurt a little bit or whatnot, but the referee, who will play a major role against Mike Robert Bird, he ended up telling Glovaski to get up, uh, and he gave him a little bit of time to recover, and he ended up deducting a point from... Uh, Marius Breedis. Now, when the action resumed, right? When the action resumed, Breedis was able to land a short right hook that hurt Gavaski, and Gavaski ultimately went down. Uh, and this came with about nine seconds left on the clock. He was visibly hurt. Referee Robert Bird administered the count. Now, when the fight resumed, the two fighters started to go back at it again, but the bell started to ring. Now, this is where it got a little dramaful, controversial, and weird. Robert Bird did not hear the bell, even though all of us in the telecast, everyone in the arena, seemingly could hear the bell, and it was ringing off for a long period of time. So, what does that mean? The fighters keep going at it. So, as the bell was ringing... The two fighters started going at it again, and Breedis was able to once again hurt Govaski and ended up catching him with a right uppercut, followed by some form of a right hook that ended up dropping Govaski again here after the bell, while the bell was ringing. And he was visibly hurt. He was wobbly. He wasn't all the way there. But Robert Bird still didn't have a grasp on what was going on, so he started administering the count, even though at this point someone... 
the people from uh, Govatsky's Corner were like on the ring. I remember seeing, I believe someone jumped in the ring. It was a mix of all types of craziness. You had the timekeeper and the assistants there yelling like, what are you doing? So on and so forth. So Bert was administering the count. Uh, and then he had them come together as though they were about to tee off again before he finally got the picture, heard the bell. And Govatsky's corner, one of his cornermen, they had he had stepped in the ring, pointing towards his wrist, like, "Hey, time, whatever." Uh, and ultimately, it was just a crazy situation. Situation, sorry. Uh, so Robert Bird went over to the timekeeper. He was saying he couldn't hear the bell. So with all the emotions, everything going on, he, I guess, it kind of got the better of him there in Latvia. But it was just crazy situation. You have to actually see this to uh, understand it. Uh, but anyway, the third round commenced and Kowalski got caught with two right uppercuts and he was hurt once again. Then Brita sent it to the canvas again hard with the right hook. And basically that pretty much was it as far as Kowalski's chances of moving forward to the final round or the final of the Super uh, World Boxing Super Series tournament. And Robert Bird administered the count, if I'm not mistaken, and Kowalski, he he started at least, and then he ended up stopping it. So there's a TKO in the third round for Christoph Kowalski, or um, pardon me, for Marius Bredis. And it was a good performance for the short period of time that it went on. British looked very good. There were many questions as to uh, what he had left in the tank. Uh, in his first fight in the quarterfinals, it was pretty much an average fight for him. Didn't have his best display. But he looked very good in this fight. He looked like he was in tip-top shape. And this is going to make for a hell of a World Boxing Super Series finale for the Cruiserweight Championships. Um, and this will crown the man who is the best cruiserweight in the world and that will win that coveted Muhammad Ali trophy as well, which will be another great prize that is a part of this. Now, I think it's going to be an excellent matchup. Both fighters, that being Freitas and Dordicos, are fundamentally sound. Dordicos, he has good power. I think if you look at it from an overall technical standpoint, I really do like Bredis. I think he's a very patient fighter, and I think he knows how to work behind his jab very well. Dordicos is going to rely on his power. He can punch hard, as I mentioned. Bredis, I think he has good movement, and I think he's still at the top of his game right now. It's going to be a very, very, very evenly fought matchup. I think it's all going to depend on what... Uh, Dordicos is able to do early. He's going to need to get to Bredis. He's going to need to tap him on the chin. He's going to need to work the body, but he's definitely going to have to make him feel his punches. On the flip side, Bredis, he needs to start fast in order to deter um, Dordicos and maybe hope that uh, Dordicos punches himself out in some capacity because in in last year's semifinal, when Dordicos lost to Gassiev, he ended up not having much left in the tank in the latter part of the fight. So that's what it's going to come down to. If I had to make a prediction, I think that British has shown that he can go tit for tat with the guy who was last considered the best cruiserweight in the world, Oleksandr Usyk. 
I think that Dordekos' power will be a big challenge for him, but I'm going to say that Marius Breedis, the Latvian fighter, will ultimately win this World Boxing Super Series tournament at Cruiserweight, what will be a very, very good fight at one at 200 pounds. So we'll see when it all goes down. Now, there was another fight on the weekend I can't speak of because, because I haven't seen it yet. And that's uh, Josh Warrington putting his, I believe it's IBF, 126-pound uh, title on the line, his featherweight title, or, yes, yeah, featherweight title on the line against, or maybe it's not featherweight, actually. It's a uh, 130-pound title. I can't. I forget what title it is, but he was facing Kid Galahad, and I haven't seen the fight, but I heard there was some controversy there. I really like Warren, Warrington, and I think that... Uh, He's a gutsy fighter, so I'll be interested to I'll be interested in seeing what actually transpired. So I'll hold my thoughts for after I see the fight, and I can give you a breakdown of what really went down. Um, that being said, it's eighty six boxing all day, every day. Eighty uh, six boxing.com. Check us out. Look at the flick of the light, um, but I'll check you out later too as well. Hit me up. I'll be here. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Hi, it's Carl Deichler, CEO of Beachbody. And I'm giving away 10,000 free memberships a week to try our amazing Beachbody fitness and nutrition programs. Pick any program and just follow it step by step, like our 21-day fix program or the ab shredding muscle burns fat program. Plus, there's free support in personalized fitness groups with our community of over 2 million members. Now is the time, so don't wait. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. It's beginning to feel a lot like summer. And the Home Depot has savings on everything you need to get it started this Memorial Day. Step up your grill game with propane griddles from Next Grill for the perfect smash burger. Then feast with your friends and family around a new patio set from Hampton Bay. However you plan to kick off summer, the Home Depot has savings on everything you need to do it right. Feels like Memorial Day at the Home Depot. How doers get more done.